Welcome to the Disney Points Podcast, where our goal is to help you take that dream Disney vacation without blowing through your savings. With ticket costs and hotel prices constantly on the rise, we want to show you what's possible when you introduce credit card points and miles to the Disney equation. I'm Kim Shearer, and you can find me on my blog, vacationpointers.com, or at my Instagram account, at vacation underscore pointers. And I'm Sam Holland, and you can find me on the web at almostfreetraveling.com, or on Instagram at Almost Free Traveling. And now, this is the Disney Points Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Disney Points Podcast. Today, we're excited to have Jenna from the Traveling Hansons with us. She shares points and miles tips for large families on our Instagram account, but she's also a freelance travel writer a doula and a homeschool mom she's not busy at all but she wants you to feel confident traveling with your kids whether they're in elementary school or high school so jenna we're so glad to have you with us why don't you start by telling us how you got into travel hacking i am so glad to be here thanks for having me um funnily enough i actually came across your account sam a few years back when what Sam, oh my, this is a first. Yeah, <laughs> Sam was my first intro into travel hacking. Wow. Um, so you can take all that credit. You might have to share a little bit of credit with um the travel hacking moms <laughs> for sure. But it was your account and theirs that kind of first introduced me to it on when I had my. Instagram and just was like learning about it and researching. I kind of stumbled across it and slowly dipped my toes in. And then it's kind of, I don't know, spiraled since that. <laughs> That's so fun. I, I mean, I hope it wasn't a downward spiral. Because I know I made <laughs> no, maybe spiral is not the right I word. I would have been like, open this Disney card, see where it takes you. Yeah. Good luck. Like, no. Yeah. no. Travel hacking mom's like, no. Don't open that one. <laughs> it's been a it's been a great thing. I'm very thankful. That's awesome. Well, I love following you too. And part of the reason is because I'm really jealous that you live in California, which is paradise <laughs> and where I want to be all the time. So I'm always like, there goes Jenna to Yosemite. There goes Jenna to San Francisco. Living <laughs> living my dream. Yeah. I'm well, kind of an idealist that way. Don't be super jealous because it is currently uh 100 degrees right now. Oh my gosh. And it's supposed to be up to 114 in a few days. So um, I live in in the Central Valley and it gets real, real toasty here during the summer. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's too many degrees for me. I know. It's also too many degrees for me, but yeah, you know, it's nice though, because we're kind of centrally located. So we kind of have easy access to beach and mountains and cities and all the things. So that's kind of nice. Love it. it is. Yeah. I live in the Willamette Valley, which is in Oregon, but also easy access to the beach, the mountains. So it's just a slightly northern valley that's way too far away from Disneyland. Yeah. You have much, much better proximity. Yes, I can, I, I can drive pretty easily, which is nice. Well, Jenna, you guys are a family of six. Is that right? Yes, we are. Okay, so let's talk lodging for a family your size, Mm. because we're a family of five, so we can usually make a standard room work for us if we have to, 
but six feels like a whole different <laughs> level of complicated. So yeah. smooth, especially as your kids get bigger, they take up more space. So since this is a Disney podcast, can you tell us some of your favorite hotels near the U.S. Disney parks for big families and what makes them your favorite? Yeah, definitely. Um, we kind of always land at either Hyatt House or Hyatt Place um, and at Holiday Inn, either regular regular Holiday Inn or Holiday Inn Express. Um, they have rooms that are usually decent size. The um, I'm not sure about the holiday regular Holiday Inns. I'm trying to remember, but I know for sure the Holiday Inn Expresses and um, Hyatt Place and Hyatt House have like their standard two queen room will also have a pullout couch. And so that sleeps six people. Uh, so we usually end up at one of those types of locations for all of our travels, but even just for Disney, there's a Hyatt house and a Hyatt place in Anaheim, like right down the street from the park. There's a holiday Inn express that's right around the corner from the park. So um, those are kind of our go-tos that sleep all of us. It's tight, but it works. <laughs> you make it work. What are the ages of your kids? What's um, the range? Yeah, they're seven, eight, almost nine, 11, and 14. Okay. So do your big ones, like, they have to share a bed. It's, yeah. Right? Like, I yeah. feel like my kids are always like, I'm not sharing a bed with anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my 13-year-old. It's not One of my kids actually chooses to sleep on the floor. He really prefers it. <laughs> okay, not, my, not my oldest. But one of my middles. And so that usually frees up a bed space. And then there's usually a fight over, you know, who gets the single, the bed to themselves. <laughs> and then who mm-hmm. has to share. <laughs> yep. I know that fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, oh, well, it is what it is. It's part of having siblings. Yeah. It's, um, I think it's a good learning experience when you, yeah. you know, it's bad when you're, or good when you're choosing to sleep on the floor. I get no personal space in this family. That's what my kids were doing when we stayed at the Dolphin because uh-huh. I bribed them not to get the rollaway bed. Like I would pay them not to get the rollaway bed. And so then they fought over who got to sleep on the floor. And I was like, <laughs> this is kind. I can't tell if this is pathetic or genius. Yeah. <laughs> A little great. bit of both. Yeah, probably. My I'm son sure. swears that the floor is more comfortable than the bed. I don't yeah. know. It's in like... some cases, it probably is. <laughs> it's true. It might be. Like a pullout bed? Come on. Right. Yeah. Where springs are stabbing your back. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd pick the floor too. (laughs) Yes. It's way harder for us to work with standard rooms now because we have almost three teenagers. And it's also, it's hard for us to take our kids out of school to travel. So we don't have, we have less and less options all the time, especially now we have one going to college. And so I'm working around his schedule. And so Jenna, I want to know, is it easier for you because you're a homeschooling family to travel when you want to, or to follow deals and just, you know, find great flights and decide that's when you're going to travel? Um, overall, yes, it definitely gives us some flexibility. Um, you know, my husband still has a regular job, which we're limited to his PTO to some degree, but his job is pretty flexible and he works from home a lot. So between that and homeschooling, we definitely have 
some more flexibility than traditional schools. My kids are part of a like part-time homeschool program. So they don't love to miss that a lot because they miss their friends. Um, but we can miss it whenever we want to. There's no rules or, you know, any kind of punishment for (laughs) missing as much as we want to. So, um, yeah, it definitely gives us the flexibility to travel during like off season times and during the week and things like that, that kind of help us take advantage of lower price points. Yeah, that's nice. We homeschooled for a year and that's the only reason I would go back to homeschooling was so that we could have flexibility. flexibility. Yes. But it turns out I hate homeschooling. So (laughs) it's It's, just not in the cards for us. Yeah. It's, it's not easy. It's definitely hard. I will not act like it's easy. It's worth it to me, to me, to us, but it's not easy. (laughs) Yes. I totally see the benefits. It's just not a great fit for me. Yeah. (laughs) It's nice that my kids go to a part-time program, so they're there, Mm -hmm. you know, a few hours twice a week, which is helpful. Yes. I always say I got, like, the not-so-great experience of homeschooling because it was during COVID, and none of that was – that didn't exist. So it was just me. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, I do envy the flexibility. But, all right, Jenna, so you're going – to Europe soon? Did I see that on your Yes, we're account? going to Europe next month. Okay, I'm so excited for you. Um, but I have a question about lodging because most yeah. rooms in Europe only sleep like two to three people, right? So yeah. I need to know if you have tips for finding lodging for your size family. It was it's been a new experience trying to figure it out because we've needed two rooms every single place we're going. Um, when we're traveling in the States, we two rooms would be nice, but it's not a necessity. We have rooms that can sleep the six of us, or we just kind of cram into rooms, Mm -hmm. but overseas where they like check the passports of everyone who's checking in, you know, we can't sneak a kid in. (laughs) Right. And so, yeah, we have two rooms everywhere we're going. We have one Airbnb. So that, you know, gives us a little more space, but otherwise it's, it's two rooms everywhere. And I just had to do a lot of research finding hotels that had a max three occupancy versus max two, because two does seem to be the standard. Um, but there was a decent amount of options as I was looking around when I put in for three people. So we just have two different rooms, three in each room. If you haven't already, I vote that you make a post. About the places you're staying. Yeah. That's sleep sure. three. Yeah. I know. Be- I have a whole list of content. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure. You, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, all the tips, which I've, I've already kind of given out like a lot of information about what we have booked and how many points it costs and things like that. Like, so, you know, that's there, but it'll be nice once we've actually done the trip to say like, this is how everything worked out. <laughs> Yes, I cannot wait because that's something on our list too. We want to get to Europe at some point with the kids. Yeah. But, um, and are you going to Disneyland Paris? Uh, 100%. Okay. My and- kids would not let us go that close without actually going. <laughs> well, yeah, I wouldn't let you either. But yeah. are you, where are you staying for that part? 
So the whole time we're in Paris, we are staying at the Hyatt Regency Paris Etoile. And that's, we're just going to do a day trip to Disneyland. It's 45 minutes-ish, I think, away. Sam, you you know, you've been there. (laughs) I think from the Paris Etoile, it's like an hour. An hour. Okay. So we plan to just get up early and catch a train out there and it's going to be a long day, but, um, it felt easier. We just made one six day reservation at that hotel and then we didn't have to like move around at all. So, um, we're staying there for our trip and then just going for the day to Disneyland Paris. So just one day. Yeah, just one day. Okay. We'd like to do more, but there's so much other stuff we want to do in Paris. It, you know, we kind of didn't want to take up more days. I get it. It was it was a hard decision. <laughs> so park hoppers, obviously, right? Yes, we're doing park hoppers. Okay, um, and I know you, since your husband is an army vet, are you eligible for the Disneyland Paris veterans discount? Yes, we are. So the they only allow you to buy five tickets at that price. Oh boy. So which, <laughs> you know, just one more thing about having a big family that mm-hmm. is harder to manage, but um yeah, so we were able to buy five military price tickets which actually they're two-day tickets. <laughs> but it was cheaper to buy those at the 50% discount than it was to buy one-day tickets without the discount. So we technically have two we have two days for five of our tickets um we're only going to use one day and then we just bought another ticket for my youngest a full price ticket for the one day we're going to be there and it's like a 50 percent discount isn't that right it is which and i mean it's already only the base ticket some you can get tickets for disneyland paris that for 60 dollars sometimes i know it's so much cheaper than Mm -hmm. the parks here but yeah, even even the discount, the military discount so big, it was cheaper to do it that way, even though it's a two-day ticket, <laughs> which is kind of sad. We're not going to take advantage of the second day, but. Well, maybe you'll get bored. <laughs> <laughs> you can just go back. <laughs> well, I ran it by Sam. Like, do we have enough time on the day that we're leaving Paris to, like, go out to Disney Paris and then still leave later in the day? And she was like, nah. <laughs> no. stuff like that it seems like a good idea at the time and it never is you know what I mean yeah I know it'd be very stressful so I remember when you were booking the Hyatt Paris Etoile sometimes I feel like people can't find availability for the right rooms for to get two rooms that will sleep a larger family yeah but that wasn't an issue for you it wasn't. And I don't, I don't know why my only thought was that I did it like as soon as the rooms opened. So it was like 13 months ahead of time. Yeah. As um, you should. Yeah. If you can. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, bouncing back to even the Hyatt um, house that is in Anaheim at Disneyland, that one doesn't seem to be available to open, I'm sorry, to book like 13 months early. It If you try to do it, it says it's full or it says the price is crazy. Like, I don't know. It doesn't seem to be a standard thing that, you know, all Hyatt properties are available 13 months ahead of time. Hmm. But um, 
for the, I think, four more popular places, you often can book it 13 months ahead of time. And so I was kind of watching, like, and the day it opened up, I went on and I booked it. And so I booked, um, it's, I ended up, I didn't have all the points for two rooms for six nights because it, that's like, it was like 200,000 points or something like that, like a huge amount of points. But I booked for, I think, three nights in each room. And then as I earned more points, I used the Hyatt chat in the app and asked them to add on nights. And there was still availability that they were able to add on nights until we got up to six nights for both rooms. And then I asked them to link the reservations so that they know we're together. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, You guys are going to love, you're going to love it. They'll probably give you connecting rooms. I, I know I do. They have connecting rooms. I know some places in Europe don't. We got connecting rooms. Okay. Well, that would be nice. You know, it kind of turns into like a suite. <laughs> you just keep mm-hmm. the door open and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's really nice. You're going to love that hotel because of the club. Uh, yeah. Cause feeding six people is ridiculously expensive. <laughs> you guys are going to live up there. <laughs> There's a view of the Eiffel tower and the food is unreal. Yeah. I've heard it's like the highest bar restaurant in the city or something like that. Like, I don't Probably. know, like the view, like, because it's so tall and there's not a ton of tall buildings there. Um, and my kids are stoked for the food. Like, you can get whatever you want. <laughs> I was going to suggest, too. For anybody who is like trying to find availability, but they're having a hard time since that seems to be one that's hard to find. Um, openhotelalert.com. Do you guys use that? I don't no. use it, but I've heard of it. Yes. Okay. So I've used it a few times recently and it really, it really does work. So you can like put in the hotel that you want to find and then pick the type of room that you're trying to get award availability for. And then they'll send you a text message so you can like when it's available and then you can jump on really quick and book it. But I did that for like our Disneyland trip. I put in the Hyatt place in the Hyatt house just to see if things would come available. And I've been getting text messages all week. So wait for our Disneyland trip. Yeah. Would we rather stay there? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I'd way rather stay at the Hyatt house. (laughs) Okay. So wait, it might be the Hyatt place. Does that matter? Uh, Is that less intriguing? It's yes. It's, it's a further walk, but I mean, I don't know. This may, right, well, this may need some further conversation. <laughs> Side conversation later. <laughs> After we end this, we'll figure that out. But anyway, just throwing that in there. It's a great resource. But Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I actually want to talk a little bit. Can we circle back to um, the Hyatt House in Anaheim? Yeah. I feel like I've never seen availability there. What's going on? I don't. I don't know. I've seen availability, but it does seem to be hard to come by. And like I said, it's not like, okay, in 13 months, check it out. You know, like it, it just, I don't know. It seems to be very hit or miss and I Mm. can't figure out when they open it up. I don't know if I Mm. need to like try to call the hotel and like talk to the manager. Like, Hey, when do you guys open up your availability? Cause it just, it seems to be, if you do it too far ahead, it's not available. And if you do it too close, it's not available. And I don't know. There, I feel like there's something weird with their scheduling because I've also seen cash rates at that hotel for like $900 a night, which 
that's outrageous. That's not a $900 a night type of hotel. So it's like, there's something about their availability and their schedule that seems to be hard to figure out. Okay, guys, I looked back at my text messages for the alerts that I got. And some of them were for the Hyatt house. And now I feel bad. (laughs) I'm going to set it again. You'll probably get more. Well, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to set it again. Well, actually, I think they just keep coming. Can you set it for like multiple rooms? Like if I need two rooms or if I need. Oh, see that? I don't know. You know, that that you should test it. Yeah. But then we're going to both get a text that says it's available. And then we both try to book it. And it's only one room that's available. Ooh. (laughs) All right. Well, it'll be a race. (laughs) Oh, man. I think we're going to get it. I have a good vibe about it. Let's go for it. It's so close. Like if. That's my top choice for a Disneyland hotel. Yeah. I, I mean, outside of, of people you know, say actually that. the three Disney properties. Well, really just the two. And you can use free annual night certs there. Yeah. It's a great it's value. Use, but... It No, it, it, well, I'm sure there's other things that are higher, but I was just talking about this the other day. Like I don't focus a ton on, you know, cent per point and all of that. If I can stay near Disneyland for free. I'm going to do it, even if it's maybe not the best value ever for my points. Amen, sister. You know, it's free. So I yeah. choose free. <laughs> yeah. And if it's $900 a night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an amazing redemption. I know, right? I know. But I love that hotel. It's so close. It's really nice. There's like a Starbucks downstairs and... It's just, it's got like a kitchenette. If you've got kids and you want to prep food to bring to the park, it's, it's a great option. What I hear Kim saying is <laughs> if, if you want a room at the Hyatt house in Anaheim, you should set alerts through. Yeah. What's it called? Openhotelalert.com. And you can set it for as many nights as your stay um, is. Do you remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Is it free? Yes. What? Yeah. Okay. Looking at it right now. Jenna, where else are you going in Europe? Okay. So we're starting in Paris. That's for six days. Um, That's our longest place. Uh, we, We timed it. We ended up adding days because I actually messed up the hotel reservation or I messed up the flights and didn't calculate like when we were getting in versus when our um, hotel reservation was starting because, you know, it's like a day ahead, but when I, I I accidentally booked it like two days ahead. So I had (laughs) to go back and like add a day on the front end (laughs) and because we couldn't shorten our time there on the back end because the last day we're there, the last full day is, the day we're going to Disneyland Paris and that is my son's birthday. So I couldn't like really shorten our Paris time that way. So I ended up adding on a day. Um, okay. Hold on before you move on. First of all, yes. he's going to have so many buttons. He's yeah. Have birthday button. First time at Disneyland Paris is going to be. Great. Yeah. Well, um, I hope so because my, this is my son that is, we call him spicy and He's very intent that he does not want to go to Europe and does not want to go to Disneyland Paris because it's not his Disneyland that he knows. 
And he has asked Siri, hey, Siri, how do I tell parents I don't want to go to Europe? (laughs) Stop it. Oh, my gosh. I love it. (laughs) So I hope all the things will win him over. (laughs) I do, too. Maybe the button will do it. I know. Okay. So just a few logistical questions. Yeah. You're flying into Charles de Gaulle. Yes. And then taking the train to your hotel. Yes. Okay. Are you getting a Navigo pass? Yes. So we, yeah. So we get in on Sunday night, Mm -hmm. Sunday afternoon, and I believe it starts Monday, right, Sam? Yes. Yeah. So it, I think our timing accidentally worked out perfectly. Nice. Because we can get it for that whole week. We're going to be there. And when you get to your hotel, you can have them make, make photocopies of your passport photos for all your passes. Do you know that trick? Uh, no. Okay. They, they will charge you to take your picture when you get the Navigo pass. It's an extra fee. Okay. But you have 24 hours to put your picture on it. So what people do is they go to the hotel and in the lobby, you ask the concierge to make a photocopy of all your passport pics and then you affix them onto your passes. So, you know, it's a way to save an extra, I forget, five or eight dollars. Okay. So, buy the person. Oh, yeah. Buy the pass when we land, mm-hmm. but go to the hotel. Is the pass like on your phone? No. It's like a physical pass. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess that makes sense if they're going to add a picture to it. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, then you're going to have your Navigo pass to go all over. Paris that week. Yeah. And you'll use it to go out to Disneyland Paris. Yes. And back. And then are you taking the Eurostar? Yes. So the, we're going on the Eurostar to London. Um, and then we're flying from London to Zurich. And then we are taking a train from Zurich to Venice which I'm pretty excited about going through like the pretty Swiss mountains. I feel like it, it's, you know, should be hopefully really pretty. And then train from Venice to Florence and then train from Florence to Rome and then flying home from Rome. This is an amazing trip. Yeah. So it's three weeks. It's definitely so long. a long That's time. Amazing. Yeah. So fun. All right, Jenna, I have a really random question for you. Yeah. Okay. You posted a reel the other day where you said you made your friend your photographer so she could open <laughs> business cards and travel yes. hack Disney with you. Okay. First of yeah. all, did you actually do that? And second, if you did, that's brilliant. <laughs> did you think I lied? Mark? Did you think I lied about it on Instagram? Well, it's, not, it's, just, it's just marketing. It's not a lie. Well, I thought it okay. was just brilliant marketing. Okay. No, but I legitimately actually did it. I am Venmoing her. Actually, PayPal, because it's like my business PayPal, but I'm PayPaling her $75 a month. Oh, my gosh. Um, So that she can say she makes approximately $1,000 a year. We wanted kind of a rounded off number <laughs> that oh sounded, my gosh. you know, that sounded decent. Um, It's not quite $1,000, but it's close. So you can round up, you know. And uh, yeah, so I, and then she helps me with research. She's like a super researcher. So 
she helps me and is constantly like, you need to make a post about this. You need to make real about this. You need to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, she does tons of research for me. And then any trips that we go on together, which we travel together a decent amount. We, um, do like couples trips and we haven't done a family trip in a while, although we did for a lot of years when our kids were little. Um, but we do couples trips and we do trips with just she and I, so she's in charge of helping me do content as part of that. And then it makes her a freelance personal assistant so she can use that as her business to open business cards. I love it. I love it so much. I was, I thought, I thought I was pretty smart <laughs> to do it. And it benefits you a little bit, right? Well, yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. Cause I can like write off that money I give her. <laughs> yeah. And are you referring her? I hope. Yes. Yeah. I so mean, I give her referral links and then, yeah, she opens cards that way and it's, it's working like out so far. She's kind of a player three if you guys travel together. Yeah, totally. That's yes. how we, you know, we split, like when we went to Disneyland, we used points and cat like points for hotel and cash for cards and we kind of split it all up and we're going to Dublin next year with the four of us because our husbands well the three of them all turn 40 next year and I turn 40 in a couple years but so we're celebrating 40th birthdays in Dublin so we're all opening cards you know together and using those same points to book tickets together and stuff We need to talk about your Disneyland trip that you just mentioned. So you and your photographer. Yes. (laughs) Her personal assistant, Sam. (laughs) So you went to Disneyland for her birthday? No, we we went to Disneyland because her husband planned a guy's trip and said something about you should plan a girl's trip. And so we <laughs> immediately like jumped on it and booked Disney tickets like the next day. <laughs> oh, fun. So how did, did you do any hacking for that trip? We, so we stayed at the Hyatt place using points, which again, not the best value because the price was like $200 a night or maybe less than that. Um, and then our points were, 12,000 for I think two of the nights and 15,000 for one of the nights because it was on a weekend one of the nights was on a weekend but um you know it was free so Mm -hmm. that's kind of all that matters and then we booked or um bought our tickets through undercover tourist but that was just for the discount we didn't do any kind of like points erasing or anything like that I feel like the hotels are really where you can like save the money. And then if you have venture miles and you can erase purchases, we're planning to take all the kids to Disneyland um, as like their Christmas present. And that's my plan is to use our, um, we're going to stay at the Holiday Inn Express that is right by the parks. It's like walking distance. It's super close, free breakfast, all that good stuff. And, um, I'm, then we're going to use venture miles to erase hopefully the majority of the tickets. We'll see how, we'll see how many we can earn between now and then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've stayed at the, I've used Hilton points at the home two suites. That's in the same parking lot as that holiday and express, I think right around the corner. I, yeah. It's like around the corner. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, that's a good location. I like it's it. it's so good. It's so close. Mm-hmm. And there's like a Panera right there. So sometimes we'll get mm-hmm. breakfast, you know, or snacks or something. Like if we are on our way to or from the room and it's a good option. We've done that too. That's one of the nice things about Disneyland. If you take a break in the afternoon at lunchtime, you can just walk right out to the Panera or any of those restaurants. and grab Yes. Lunch. Yep. And it's so close. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've learned so much in this episode. We really have. We've learned tax code. <laughs> We've learned about the Panera in Disney. Disney. <laughs> so much. All right, Sam, I think we should ask her our questions. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. You go first. All right. Jenna, what's yes. your favorite Disney <laughs> attraction? Okay, so it's a tie because I just cannot decide, but it's either the Incredicoaster or Guardians of the Galaxy. Is is the Walt Disney World Guardians of the Galaxy also just called Guardians of the Galaxy or is there like a further name? Cosmic Rewind. Cosmic Rewind. Okay. So I'm not talking about Cosmic Rewind, although I'm sure that's fun. I just haven't written it. Um, just talking specifically about California. It's a tie between the Incredicoaster and Guardians. If I had 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 to choose I would probably choose Guardians oh man I was hoping you'd go the other way (laughs) the other one's my favorite I've only been to Disneyland once but Incredicoaster was my favorite but it's like a tie I could ride both of those a million times and never get sick of them well we're going to yeah when we're there together we are going to ride a million times yeah they are the two best rides my husband's favorite is um Mission Breakout and mine is Incredicoaster well, my question is if you were a Disney character, who would you be and why? We know now because of Instagram that Sam is Ursula. Okay. Cat's but we need to know yours. Well, so I actually asked my husband this question because I was like unsure. And his answers were either Cruella DeVille or Ursula. What? <laughs> so I'm like, who? That's like, not a flattering answer from your what? husband. Why do I have to be the villain? He's like, because yeah. you're so sassy. <laughs> so is a nice way of saying a not nice word. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I am kind of sassy, so he's not wrong. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know. I was trying. I'm like, who else is not a villain but is sassy? So my answer is going to have to be Tinkerbell because... She is sassy and she also takes care of a bunch of boys, which I have three sons and a husband. So I am going to say Tinkerbell and you can't go wrong with, you know, pixie dust. So, and you're both blondes and we're both blonde and we wear top knots all the time. and I love bringing you Disney content every week. Thanks for showing your support by using the credit card affiliate links in the show notes. It costs you nothing and means everything to us. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of the Disney Points podcast, where we'll unpack another way to save on your next Disney vacation. See you real soon. Mm-hmm.